everybody, and welcome to another Christmas edition of This Game Where, with me, Ashley, and me, Chris, in the same room, once more, actually on the same day yep. as previous episode. On the same day as the previous episode. Yeah. It's a bit later on. Yeah, it's we've, just a bit later on, that's what I'm saying, isn't it, really? We've not gone very festive yet, so I was expecting to do some sort of... Hello, ho, ho, didn't oh. we do all those? I've run out. Mm, yeah. Mine was a bit threatening, wasn't it? The mistletoe and stuff. Yours was a bit like the start of a Dickens story. Yeah. Gather round, children. Was it? Let me tell you the tale. I wasn't on purpose. Okay. I was thinking about saying, grab your festive bells, but I thought oh. that it sounded a little bit rank. <laughs> it sounds a lot rank. <laughs> but why? Because they're, they're not anything, there's nothing wrong with festive bells. And when you go and get them, you are grabbing the festive bells. But as soon as you put that sentence together, as soon as you put the grabbing and the festive bells together. Just by... Uh, even if you say jingle, jingle your festive bells. No well, better. linking to that, uh, Radio 2, which we mentioned in the previous episode as well. We did, didn't we? They, mm. They've started playing Christmas songs. Yes, I heard one. And it was about 25 to 7 during the morning this week. Cars getting changed and they're playing the Darkness Christmas song. And I, and I thought, it's too early for this. Yeah. I mean, it's always too early and too late for well, when, that particular song. I don't like it. When I was a teenager, I thought it was big lols. And so did I. Now I'm a bit older. I'm, oh, oh, come on. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. a bit crass. Why? <laughs> yeah, I I went through the same roller coaster of emotions over the last decade or so. I hate myself for thinking that because it is funny. Yeah, they were, they were a fun time. Time, weren't they when we were at school? Do you remember well, they... I was I was at school. You weren't you weren't at school. You were probably at uni. Sixth six form. Sixth form. Do you remember mm. when they had lines Reading and Leeds and he came on on a big pair of boobies? Do you remember that? No. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Yeah, the singer he, he descended from the, the rafters of the stage, the main stage at Reading and Leeds on a big pair of boobies. Right. Okay. It was the noughties, it was a different time. Mm. I'm not sure it was. No, I'm not sure it was either. <sighs> Shall we uh do you want me to tell you what the game is this week? Yes, please. So it's the Christmas episode. Normally the Christmas episode, you have to, you get your presents and then you guess from the presents. You've actually had, do you remember, I mean, for us from this morning, uh, but for listeners last week, you had your present, you had one of your three presents last week. A delicious cake. Yeah, it's nearly gone. Nearly, but not quite. Still Nearly, but not quite. These are your other two presents. <laughs> so I'm going to give you them knowing full well that you will not be able to guess what the game is from them. Great. And I will explain why Okay. after you've opened them. Okay. So which one do you want first, the big one or the little one? Big one, please. Big one, please. There you go. Because I'm that kid. So I think I think you will like these. I hope so. Like genuinely, I think you'll be very interested in them. Okay. Feels like a book. Ah, shit. Super Mario, how Nintendo conquered America. Yes. <laughs> so this is a book by Jeff Ryan, and it's sort of, I think, sort of similar to the Console Wars book, but from Nintendo's point of view. So, And it also takes in the 80s more than the other one, because that was more... Console Wars is more 90s based, isn't it? Did you just sniff the book? Yeah, don't you do that. I mean, not in front of people, no. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> right, okay. It looks really nice, thank you. You're welcome. So a book about the history of, of Nintendo, specifically on the history of Mario, really, I guess. Um, well, I think it's it's a bit more wide-ranging than the name would suggest, because it says Super Mario, and then the, has the has the actual title as the subtitle, which I think is a bit strange. But yeah, it's a, it's a history of, of Nintendo. That looks brilliant. Thank you very much. Now, I think this one's even better. Like you said, I... We mentioned it a few times. The Console Wars book is absolutely yeah. amazing. If no one's read that, then I would recommend that as well. So yeah. uh, give yourself good a times. festive treat and buy yourself Console Wars or this next one because this is even better. Even better than that. I think so. Okay. I will explain what it is uh, when you've opened it. There you go. Bit heavier, bit heftier. Is it? I've had a cake. Bit smaller. I've had a book. And now I've got a. Oh, you've built it up. Oh, sorry, I'm messing up the messing up the unwrapping. Oh, wow. Right. It's a book, the 33 and a third series, if people aren't familiar with those, are books about the history of a particular album. I've got one of these about oh. the history of the Holy Bible by the Night Street Preachers, because they're one of my favourite bands, and it's probably one of my favourite albums. Very, very bleak, very un-Christmassy album. Have you listened to I'm that? familiar. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, tr- there's tracks about um, abortion, there's tracks about... Um, That's it. <laughs> it's just 12 tracks. <laughs> there's tracks about, there's a, a particular track about anorexia, for example, there's uh, there's all 
all sorts on there. It's very, very bleak. And, and the book uh, was, was illuminating. This book, however, is, is not a Christmas book about, about the Mastery Preachers. It's a 33 and a third book, Koji Kondo's Super Mario Brothers soundtrack. It's a book about the history, I'm guessing, of the Mario soundtrack. Yeah, all the ins and outs. Wow, that sounds really cool. So I actually only discovered the 33 and a third series because of this book. Oh, okay. There are nearly 150... Yeah, uh, entries in this in this series, and they they sound absolutely amazing. The one that really struck me was a Sigur Ross. It was on the parentheses album that has mm-hmm. no name. Yeah, where every title's untracked, or where every song is untitled. And even just reading about the book that covers that was interesting. Yeah, apparently I learned that the that the language that Yonsei is singing in is made up. Okay, and it's called Hopelandic. Right. And as part of the journey of the book on Sigaros, on that album, the author transcribes every syllable from each of the songs and then tries to figure out what, even though it's made, a made-up language, to figure out what the meaning, what the purpose behind the, the words that have been made up are. That sounds like a, a very Sisyphean uh, endeavour. It does. It sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I, I'm well taken with the the concept of the uh, of the series, and that one is supposed to be one of the best. So I'd recommend if anyone hasn't heard of these books either, or even if you have, have a look on Wikipedia because they've got their own entry, and all 150 books are labelled. You mm-hmm. know, you've got each one; it tells you what they are. Some of them are quite mainstream. There's uh, like the Beatles, I'm sure, is on there, and, and uh, things like that. But then it, some of the albums that they release, some of the books they release albums about. Sorry, no, nope, other way around. <laughs> some of the books. That have been written about albums are much more niche. Yes, they are. Now, I've given you two things. Right? Yeah, that, my brain is going. That's made. I'll blame that on why I kept fluffing that up because I was trying to think at the same time. What might, what might the game be? Yeah, what might the game be? I'm guessing it's something Mario. Gonna, I'll tell you now. Oh. You're going to get it wrong. Oh, okay. Have you led me down? I might have led you down path. a garden path. Right. Yeah. So is it Sonic? Doesn't do it Mario. It's not Sonic, no. <laughs> right. Do you want to take any more guesses? Is it a game? Would you like. <laughs> Yes. Would you like me to give you a more traditional spiel for for the game? Yes, please. Okay, so uh, it is this game where you and probably a bunch of other people will wave your arms around in the air, pretending to be sports people. What console is it on? What console do you think it's on? I'm guessing Kinect, but I'm also thinking because it's Nintendo, it's not going to be Kinect. Right, came warm. Wii U? Oh man, come on, you're dancing around the... Is it on the Wii? It's on the Wii. Right. Where you wave your hands around. You flail in various different ways. Just dance. With other people. Oh. Mo- more than likely. Pretending to be a sports person. Marion Sonic at the Olympics? No. Oh. I mean, come on. It's Wii Sports. The- Thank you. <gasps> Wii Sports. Only the biggest selling game of all time ever. Yeah, because it was bundled with because the Wii. Because it was bundled with the Wii, yes. We, we were going to leave that out because... Wii Sports is, uh, was a phenomenon, regardless of whether it was bundled with the Wii or not. Um, people were playing it everywhere. They really were. And the weirdest thing, I mean, it was the perfect gateway drug for the Wii and meant that that console... People bought that console just for that game. Yeah, definitely. Including my nana, really? who in a, in, at the time was in a... Well, coming up to her 70s. So... And it's a, it's one of the major reasons that the console sold so well. Yeah. So when when you say it's only when I say it's the biggest selling game of all time, yes, there's a caveat that it was sold bundled with the Wii. But at the same time, it's also the reason that the Wii sold. So it's hard to it's hard to tear those two yeah, things completely. apart and and know which one was leading to which one because what what we know full well is that the Wii wasn't a hardcore gamer's system. So it wasn't it wasn't gamers buying the Wii and then trading in Wii Sports to mm. CEX or Game or whatever. People were buying the game, buying the console so they could play Wii Sports, which is a phenomenon, like an absolute phenomenon. The game started off. Do you know where the game came from? Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't it, understand the it question. started. A, it started as a tech demo or a series of tech demos. Okay. So before we go any further, so we'll we'll just jump back slowly. The game, the books that I got you, the things that I got you. Can you see how they link to Wii Sports, or is it just a complete obfuscation to you? So you got me cake, which is something that sports people shouldn't eat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a there. There's a thread there that I was following. 
it's like at my daughter's school when she does PE and then at, at the end of the term, um, just before Christmas, the, the PE coach gave them all a bag of Haribo Yay! Christmas present, which seems counterintuitive to I'm me. I'm not sure it does. It depends what you're thinking. A, a nice sugar rush can help you in a, in I guess a match so. of something. I guess so. so. Um, and then there's a book about Mario. I don't think he's in Wii Sports. Yeah. Well, that's why it's I Nintendo, say, isn't it? Yeah, and then the Mario music because there's music in the game. Mm, yeah, so it sounds it sounds like it, it it doesn't seem to pull together. So the book isn't about Super Mario per se; it's about Nintendo and the history as told by Jeff Ryan in that book ends with the Wii. So ah, there okay. will be a lot of stuff in there, uh, presumably about the Wii and presumably about Wii Sports, given its importance to the success of the Wii. Um, the cake was because of something that we're going to uh, pick up a little bit more later. But the Wii was well known as an exercise machine. Are you aware of that? Like Wii Fitness, things like well, that. Well, Wii Fit came off the back of Wii Sports being mm. touted as a as a way to keep fit. Whether whether that's right or wrong is, is up for debate. But a lot of people were buying it to lose weight. Yeah. So I gave you a cake so that when we play Wii Sports later, you've got some weight to lose. I think I've eaten too much cake to burn off in Possibly. this afternoon. Possibly, but at least at least you've got some calories for the game. Absolutely. And then the book, the the thirty three and a third book, was just because it sounds good. Yeah. Um, there is also a caveat to those two books. Um, I am actually in the process of borrowing them from you right now. Right, I see. So you have to leave them here. I'm sorry to say, you can have them back as soon as I finish with them. So you you said they're a present for me. Yeah. Is it one? Is it is it like in the Simpsons where Homer buys Marge a bowling ball? For a birthday. No, because I think you like them, but you're going to have to wait until I finished with them to to read them yourself. I'm right. sorry. It's just it's just the way things have to be. Okay, it's fair. It is Christmas. In the spirit okay. of giving, I'll, I'll let you borrow the books that you've bought <laughs> for me. Good, I'm glad. So I segued out of the point that I'm going to pick back up, um, and that's the, the Wii Sports set of games. Because actually it's five different sports in the, in the package, as I'm sure you're very familiar. Golf. Boxing, tennis, bowling, uh, archery? No. no, it's not in it, is it? Hang on. So this is typically the right one to forget as a British person. No, I can't. Baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It started off as tech demos. The premise was that actually before the Wii as a console actually even existed, they pro- they had a prototype for the controller and they, ha- they gave these prototypes to a bunch of devs and asked them to come up with some tech demos for the motion control. That's clever. Yeah. A number of them made their way into games. I didn't write them down, so please don't ask me which ones, but a number of those demo tech tech demos made themselves into games or got made into games. One of which was a tennis demo. And they took the tennis demo. They were going to do something quite small scale with it. And they decided, I think it was actually Shigeru Miyamoto, asked the team to develop it into a fully fledged game. It started off as three sports. Uh, That was tennis, golf, and baseball, I think it was. Um, And then because they decide because they realized that uh, baseball probably wouldn't sell that well outside of maybe Japan and America they added bowling and boxing oh, boxing yeah. uh, boxing as well they nearly cut so they were going to have four sports but they uh, kept boxing because it showcased how to use both the, the nunchuck and the Wiimote at the same time yeah so yeah, there's a very clear through line like a very very clear thought process as to how it all came together so interesting the boxing was kept in because I, I quite like the boxing on Wii Sports and actually that's an, a good point about how it's used in Nunchuk. So it's interesting that they're all essentially well, I'll say essentially, but they are tech demos. But yeah. the fact the boxing that is there just because of the fact to use the nunchuck and the other ones don't. Mm. It, it serves as a really great showcase. As as often launch games, they do tend to try things. So the perfect example just of late is Astro's Playroom on the PlayStation 5 that uh, does all sorts of, apparently, because I haven't got a, or played a PlayStation 5, but apparently it does all sorts of amazing things with the new DualSense controller and the haptic feedback and the speaker that's in there. It does these great things and really shows off the technology to its fullest capabilities. Um, this was doing that for the Wii. Uh, Nintendo Land did it for the Wii U. A Pilot Wings was um, the Super Nintendo iteration of that i guess because it showed off the graphic capabilities of the super nintendo i don't know what it would have been for the nintendo itself but you get these you get these titles and then generally what happens is third party publishers go 
nah, sod that for a bag of beans, too much work. And and even Nintendo often, particularly Nintendo, lose heart and lose confidence in their initial presentation, their initial offering. Uh, it happened with the 3DS, it happened yeah. with the Wii. Happened with the Wii U. Uh, it's just a shame, because if every game was as good as sport, uh, Wii Sports is, then probably would have been a different story. I guess Nintendo with the Wii, they did release the... What was it called? The add-on that went into the bottom of the Wii mode that made it one to one. Wii Motion Plus. Yeah. So that that was released, and was that bundled alongside Wii Sports Resort, the sequel to this? It wasn't bundled alongside Wii Sports Resort, but Wii Sports Resort came out as a again a, a sort of showcase of this is how much difference the Motion Plus makes. Right. And there is there's some interesting stuff. They weren't ever going to make a Wii Sports two, and it was only because of the Motion Plus that they did. They went to great lengths to diversify the offering that was in Wii Sports Resort, uh, offering lots and lots more variety. I think he got a bit too diluted because of that, if I remember Do you correctly. think so? Yeah. I've I never played Wii Sports Resort. Right. It, was, it was one that I thought looked quite good, and when it came out, that was kind of the overriding consensus in the reviews was, oh, it's, it's a bit too much, and ah. it's a bit like, Because mm. obviously Wii Sports came bundled with the Wii, as we said already, whereas them pay... 40 quid or whatever for a game that's essentially just like the mini games that you won't really play that much maybe i don't remember i don't remember how it was received i do remember and i don't remember how much it cost either i don't think it would have been 40 pounds because there was a lot more diversity in uh, pricing at I'm, that time i may be thinking that because of the fact it came with the little add-on maybe that hides the price of it i yeah. just remember that it, it sank without trace really did it really i think did it so. really yeah. i didn't know that we've got it right we bought it and i enjoy it I really like the Wii Sports Resort offering as much as the Wii Sports offering. One of the things that it does have in common with the original Wii Sports is the bowling. The bowling, to me, is the standout, the breakout success. Everybody loved bowling in their front room. All the OAPs in their retirement homes playing it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, uh, we'll come to that as well uh, later if we've got time. We're, we're running out of time uh, very fast. Um... The bowling was a big deal. The bowling came back in Wii Sports Resort and it was refined and it had more nuance to it. And I think the bowling in Fish from Worldwide Games looks very similar. It does, yeah. It's actually not as good. It's not as developed. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, I mean, it's different development studios. They won't have built off the back of right. Wii Sports or anything okay. like that. But in terms of how much finesse you can give to the experience in Wii Sports Resort it's a backward step there was actually are you aware that on the Wii U they released Wii Sports Club nope so Wii Sports Club is Wii Sports right but with a 1080p full HD polish okay and um available on the Wii U just the exact same game just it's not the exact same game I'm gonna show you all three of these things right um in brief we're gonna play Wii Sports for the most part but then I'll dip you into each of the other two and you can see how things progressed over time the full experience okay? yeah, yeah the full Wii Sports very experience exciting. there are some nice little tidbits about the game if you think Wii what what is some of the first things that come into your head Wiimote Wiimote yes so it obviously uses the Wiimote good anything else probably Wii Sports is... probably Wii Sports yeah. good I've talked before about how the game came out uh, Christmas 2006 well the Wii came out Christmas 2006 and I remember um, I used to work at cinema then whilst during university and I, I came back from Christmas 2006, sort of you know, early January 2007, and they, the cinema had bought a Wii for the staff room. Mm. And obviously I'd heard the Wii had been everywhere all during the holidays, mm. it was selling out everywhere. And I went into the staff room and saw it, and I saw someone playing tennis. And I was like, and I, I'm sure I was told the story before, and it just completely blew my mind. Like, what is this? This is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I was itching to have a go on it, waiting until the person was two people playing it against each other. And as soon as one of them tapped out, I had to go out to work, I jumped straight into it. And just instantly like knew i have to have this it's so much fun yeah I, that seems to be the experience of everybody that at least that i've come across with them i got mine two weeks after it released and i'd pre-ordered it so wasn't, it, wasn't yours from someone down the pub or something no it wasn't that was my friend uh a year later i'll i'll tell you that very briefly after uh, i got mine two weeks after release it was on a thursday i know it was a thursday because uh fuzz club which is a club night at, uni- at my university in Sheffield. It was. It's probably what? not there it's anymore. It's not. No, it's no longer. It's not. It actually, yeah, it stopped. Fuzz Club doesn't exist anymore. But we were going to Fuzz Club, and I got a phone call about three o'clock in the afternoon to say my Wii had arrived in the game store in the middle of town. 
in in Sheffield. So I I had to belt down town, grab the Wii, and belt back home before we went out. When we got home, I set up. When we got back to my room, my dorm, whatever you want to call it, uh, I set it up. I rang my mate, and he came over, and we were playing it, and my door was open. I can't remember why my door was open. I'm not usually that sort of person. But my door was open, and there was it was like, you know, one of them cartoons where there's just far too many people for a space. Like people's noses peering around, yeah. and like hands around the edge of the door frame. Yeah, like it that. was exactly like that. It was like that. It was like just the doorway was full of body and face. And it was just hundreds of people, I think, in this tiny little doorway, peering in, looking at, looking at, we were playing Rayman Raven Rabbits, actually, for a period of time, which is a perfect, another perfect intro to the Wii and a game that I considered doing today. We were playing that and we also played Wii Sports and people were just marveling at it. Like, Mm. I can't believe what you're doing. I can't believe this is a thing. It was great. And I then took it home. On the train, because I went home on the Friday after. Took it home on the train, precariously packed in a bag of some kind, but not a proper bag. And I I showcased it to everyone, everyone and anyone. I took it all on a tour of the houses, my friends, my family, Hannah's family as well. Over the next couple of months, I think every household that had had me take it there then had a wee. So it was like a virus to to maybe use a a slightly on-the-nose, too-topical comparison. It it literally... I've got news for you. Yeah, exactly. Old and tired. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it it multiplied wherever it went, it multiplied. And that was happening over the course of a year. The person that bought one in a pub was my friend that I lived with, right. who had spent a year living with me and playing on the Wii and stuff and wanted to buy his brother one. But it was sold out the following year, the year after it had released. And he ended up paying about 300 odd pounds for one off a shady man in a pub. For context, it was selling for 180. So it was oh, nearly blimey. twice the price. Yeah. Which... It's reminiscent, again, of now, because the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 are doing a similar thing, but for much higher prices. I was just going to say, £180 is very cheap for a new console, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That was one of the appeals, I think. It was just so such a low price point. The the 3DS, when that came out, that cost 230 or something like that. Yeah, that's um, about right. And I bought it. So Yep, me too. Tell me what that says. No, what I was thinking about when I asked you what comes to mind is Miis. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, so Miis are actually a legacy of the Wii that exists now. Like, they are still on the Switch. You can still find Mii experiences. In fact, you were talking about one a couple of episodes ago, Miitopia. So Miis came about because of this game. They were going to be... So they actually started off demoing this game. They started off with Mario as an avatar. So you were using Mario, it sort of reminds me of all of the various sports iterations of Mario games. What they realised was that it felt like there was too much of a disjoint between you as the player doing the motion and the Mario avatar. So what they wanted to do was create a system that allowed you to feel more like you were in the game. Makes sense. Um, They tried realistic, they tried photorealistic, they actually had a system where you would take a photograph of your face... And it would bring it into the... Wow. That actually exists on the 3DS. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. So you can build a me based on a picture of you. Right. You take it with the 3DS and then it builds a a me from from that photograph. Haunting. A little bit. It can certainly for you it would be. But they they backed off that and they they ended up landing on the me system. I think the simplicity of the Miis is probably the, the genius of it, isn't it? Because mm. the, it, and that time spent, I think about my console, so like you said, I was at university and I had you know, friends around to play it. And mm. it was the initial, get, once they got used to the controls, it was actually them making a me to mm. then play in the game itself. And then having my console populated by all different Miis of people that have played it. That was part of the fun, really, wasn't it? Part of the fun... Uh, so we'll come back to that if that's okay. So the me system came. The me system started off life as just a character builder inside Wii Sports. Again, I think it was Miyamoto saw it there and decided it was too good to stay in there and oh. pulled it out and and made it into the me maker. Isn't his name uh, after all Miyamoto? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just coming back onto what you said about having your Wii populated with all the people that have played it. I actually was having a look around my Wii probably about three months ago. And it's a bit like looking back in time. Like a snapshot. There are people that I don't know. There are actually people that have died 
that are on my Wii. Happy Christmas! I mean, it's kind of it, it, it's kind of nice and kind of it's sort of a bittersweet thing. Yeah. One of one of them is my mum. Another one is a man called Mark who is uh, who was uh, one of Hannah's family members, and they're there. And I remember them making me's. I remember it's really weird. It's a really weird feeling, and I can't think of another piece of technology that I would go back to. You know, like if I turned on my PlayStation Two, there's no marker there with yeah. all the people that have played it. Whereas when you turn on a Wii. There is a marker of every single person that's played it, whether they are here or not, whether they're involved in your life. I've got friends that have been on it that I don't know anymore. It's just such a weird mm. little time capsule. I can't really... If you haven't done it, no. I would I would highly recommend it if you want to feel a little bit of existential dread. There must be a name for that, that feeling of, of familiarity and distance at the same time. Perhaps, yeah. It's one of those things. I've got, I've got a book at home of all words that exist in other languages. You know, Tingo is that sort of thing. Have you heard that of that book? No. Tingo is a book that was popular about sort of fifteen years ago. I guess probably when the Wii was coming out. It's mm. a, a book of all words from other languages that have meanings, like Schadenfreude, for example. Yeah. That's a German mm. word that obviously has a very specific meaning. We don't have a word for in English, and it's mm. a book just full of that from all different languages. I bet there's a word in some language somewhere for that pang that you get when you yeah. have that pang. Yeah, you do, it is that. So you, do, so you do understand what I'm getting Yeah. At. Great. And and similar story to what you've just said, just kind of looping back to that a minute as well. I got my Wii from GameStation. I had a friend that worked with me at the cinema and then also worked at GameStation. And I got him to get me one reserved and then he phoned me up and said, oh yeah, it's in stock. So I went and got it. And I had my Wii. I used to be able to pack it up back into the box and then carry it around this grey GameStation bag. So I used to take it around to all different my family members' houses, friends' houses as well. It is still in the roof at home. Um, I saw it a few weeks ago and all Christmas decorations out. It's still sat up in, mm. in the roof in this game station bag with all the games piled up in the bag as well and so if i was to get my wii out and plug it in like you've said i would definitely i can think in my head of, t- of times feeling. where i was sat down with friends i had at university that's how i've spoken to you now for 12 13 years and their their virtual representation is still on that wii yeah yeah which would <laughs> just thinking about it it'd, it'd give, give you a, a feeling yeah it is yes yeah, a really weird one i didn't think when i was turning it on and just having a little look around i was what was actually going through my head was the wee music all the menu music for the shop and for the actual menu itself i was i just wanted to hear that to see what effect that would have and then i found myself in the me maker looking at all these people that have in some cases literally passed out of my life yeah. and and having a really really weird feeling if you go into Wii Sports, do they pop up as characters you play against? Oh, no, that's... Yeah, so that's going to happen. <laughs> it yeah. won't, it'll be, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, while you're sobbing in the corner. No, so it wasn't. It wasn't that kind of... It wasn't sad. It wasn't sad. It was... Just odd. Yeah. I mean, there was a bit of melancholy in there. Yeah. Mixed in. It was just such a bit... It was a tumult of emotion. Really weird. I know you didn't think we were going to go here when, when okay. I said Wii Sports, but... Just, I can't think of another console where anything even close to that is set up to happen. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. you don't go around to, even like an Xbox or a PlayStation 3, you didn't go around to your, ex- to your mate's house on the Xbox 360 and set up your own profile, no. did you? And it, no. they didn't sit there and they didn't pop up, as you've just said, they didn't pop up as characters in games. So the Wii has a very particular thing, especially if you've got a personal Wii that you've had for a long time. It's a It's an artifact. It's an artifact of your life in a way that I think no other technology mm. will ever be, unless there's another Wii there, you know, unless it happens again. But yeah, certainly up to now. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Wii Sports in particular. Wii Sports is a set of five games, as we've said. And this was the start off. We've, we've sort of touched on it already. You said about it being used in old people's homes. Well, it was used in old people's homes. And it was also used in old people's homes and other lots of other people. People all around the world were using Wii Sports in particular, but a host of looky-likey type games to try and keep fit. It was also, though, used... It, it, I mean, do you remember how big that was? I remember that Christmas holiday, just it being on the news. Just yeah. that it selling out and it being popping up in old people's homes. I, remember, I distinctly remember shots of you know, old people with the Wiimotes playing bowling. I also know that it, it was used in schools as well, that it, it found its way into schools and was used for like sort of big brain academy type mm. things where children were playing it and DSs as well, where children were using that to sharpen their math skills as well. So mm. Nintendo really covered so much of, I was going to say the market, but it probably even markets that didn't exist yeah. for games beforehand. Reshaped it. Yeah, completely. completely. The... We also found its way into physiotherapy 
sweets. Oh, really? Yeah, people were using Wii Sports. Physiotherapists were using Wii Sports to rehabilitate people, particularly veterans. So we had we had a couple of big, horrible wars going on in the noughties, and people coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan that had had traumatic, traumatic events, physically traumatic yeah. events, they would oftentimes have a Wii incorporated into their... Uh, physiotherapy sessions because it did a lot <laughs> with so little and didn't ask too much in terms of the actual physical input that you had to give and presumably it was also a lot more fun than sort of balancing between two poles and trying to walk you've got you've got an actual activity to take yeah part in. I, I guess in the feedback you get from that as well like if you go and think about the the tennis for example you're swinging a tennis racket and hitting a tennis ball and then the crowds are cheering for you mm. i imagine that's a lot more responsive than like you say doing some some walking or, or you know if you if they're doing it with just a, a tennis racket that wasn't connected to anything like, i think the response you would get from that the buzz the, the dopamine brush perhaps would be a lot more powerful yeah i think so yeah so yeah it, it reached out everywhere and as i leapt to its defense uh, when you said i said i called it the biggest game selling game of all time it is the biggest selling game of all time there is some contention over well does it really count because it was bundled in with the wii but people were buying the wii for it Mm. and it wasn't just so that it could sit in their living room it was because they wanted it in schools for various reasons i've heard of it being used as part of p like physical Mm -hmm. physical education in this country and others and wii sports being the prime candidate for that i've heard about it being used in physiotherapy in old people's homes as well for light activity i think first and foremost my experience of it was as a machine that brought people across the generations brought people together i can't think of any other thing that has bridged that gap between the old and the young quite so well as this we we played this we played wii sports in particular the bowling in particular we're and in one session with myself and Hannah, my brothers, so we're all the same generation. But then my nana and my granddad were well into it. My mum, who's in the middle of of those two generations, and then my nieces at the time were one was sort of coming out of toddlerhood and one was in the middle of toddlerhood, and they were still they were well into it. So that's four generations all playing the same game, all enjoying it. And I can't think of anything else where that's happened. I think it's because the Wii it, it was that accessibility. It just it was mm. so intuitive to to understand what to do yeah the, the only thing i can think of related to it or similar to it is uh not, not even a computer game is double i've yeah. i've managed to play that with mm. my grand down to my daughter so similar thing four generations all playing a game at the same time and i had the same conversation with my dad about how this is amazing that this is a, a board game or card game i guess but something that is being understood by about time a five-year-old or three 85 year olds could play it simultaneously mm. yeah i mean double is cheaper than a wii as well a lot cheaper yeah although saying that now i the last wii i bought because i bought one to tinker with £22. Really? Yeah. And right. I think that actually the Wii gets much maligned for its lack of good games. But if you dig, then you actually find that there are a lot of gems in the in the shite. I think that the Wii is, uh, I don't know, maybe the Ed Sheeran of, of computer games in that it's, oh, it's popular, therefore there must be something bad about it. Oh, is that what you think? J- yeah. Just to put, put a point as I don't like Ed Sheeran, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, you know, if something gets popular, people are very, it's easy to sneer about it, isn't it? I understand. Yeah, there were, there were, so without getting too far into this, there were genuine reasons to be annoyed. You'd bought a Wii in 2006, 2007. By about 2009 or 2010, there was a very noticeable drought of good quality games coming out for it a lot of third party developers did abandon it later on in its lifetime and then so, there was a whole lot of shovelware on there and and yeah so everything good was buried under literally sometimes on the shelves buried under this heap of crap so you did have to either and that was unfair really to the people that bought one and to the Wii itself because you had to know how to navigate all of that to get the most out of it i've got shelves full of Wii games and i think every one of them is a is is great so yeah, if anyone is at a loss as to which Wii games to play, you can you can ask me. Yeah, I completely agree. Up until getting the Switch, the Wii was my favourite console ever. Uh, for for many reasons, it was the games, it was the accessibility, it was how easy it was to play, it was the fun of it. The Switch kind of takes those and builds on it, I think. But uh, yeah, I completely agree with your point. So just a few things before we go off and play the game. They aren't necessarily related to Wii Sports, and in fact, most of this half hasn't been related to Wii Sports because the Wii and Wii Sports are so intrinsically bound to one another that I think talking about Wii Sports or talking about the Wii is the 
the same thing in my head anyway. Definitely. But about the Wii. So a thing that I learned in finding out a few bits for this podcast, you know how the, it had something called Wii Connect 24 where you could send messages from one Wii to another? I don't think I ever used that. Okay. Well, I did very briefly just as a, sort of as a novelty. And even if you didn't use that particular aspect of it, Nintendo would occasionally send you letters and they'd pop up on your calendar. That sounds familiar, yeah. When they did, you would end up with a flat... Your your CD drive, your disk drive, would flash. It would pulse blue. Do you not remember that? No. Okay, so it used to pulse blue. I quite liked it again. It was quite soothing. I remember that. I remember how it was It was quite... It was really weird. It felt really nice putting the disc in and out. Like they ejected really gently. They did. And, it was lovely. And there was a nice yeah. bit of feedback and resistance when you put them in as well. Like, yeah. And the, the, the way they slotted in. So this light, this blew my mind. It's only a tiny little detail, but it was great. The light... The flash, the timing of the flash, is the same timing as the Japanese bush warbler, the bird. Right. So the call of the Japanese bush warbler, it's the the light flashes at the same in the same pattern as the Japanese bush warbler. That's insane. Yeah. Why have they programmed it to be like that? I don't know. Just don't for know. a quirk. I think because they they put in. I mean, that is testament to how much thought they put yeah. into their. It's rather just be some random flashes. It's actually done in. That, that's. that's... Yeah. I thought you'd like that. Wow. I, I liked it. And then on on the sequel, Wii Sports Resort, it was actually set on a, an island called Woohoo Island. Have you ever come across Woohoo Island or heard of Woohoo Island? Mario Kart 8? So my, it's in Mario Kart 8, yeah. But it's also the setting for Pilot Wings Resort, uh, which is on the 3DS. Which I have. I got bought for Christmas 2011. Never played it. Never played it. Sounds like you. Yep. So uh, it's actually a very good Pilot Wings Resort. I, I think it, the only one that's better is Pilot Wings 64, and that's a little bit uh, ropey these days. But it's it's the setting. Woohoo Island is the setting for that game. Woohoo Island, Shigeru Miyamoto was intent, apparently, on making Woohoo Island a main focus of sort of Nintendo franchises going forward. He wanted it to become like a destination for Nintendo games. It's very similar to the Delfino Island from Mario Sunshine. It's got the same yeah. sort of feel. Sort of. I mean, Delfino's a lot more tropical than Woohoo. Woohoo feels more like something that's uh, like a cross between a Hebrides and uh, and Stoke. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Stebrides. Yeah. It's it's not quite... It's not tropical. It's not particularly... To be honest, it's not a particularly standout place uh, in my head. But Miyamoto wanted to turn into a staple of Nintendo. So he wanted it to crop up in various Nintendo titles. So, so Mario go to Woohoo Island. Yeah, I think so. So right. it does actually, it appears, as you said, it's, it appears in Mario Kart 8. It's the, it's the place that Pilot Wings Resort is set on the 3DS. So obviously Wii Sports Resort setting as well. And it's also in, it's, I think it's a stage in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's made it into four games doing pretty well, but I, I discount maybe two of those. I think what his real meaning was that he wanted it to be a place that games actually took place in. And it, it hasn't really turned into that. But it was an interesting idea. It's a nice idea, but I think in execution it would have been quite restrictive. Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps. So that's everything that I've got for you. But on the Wii, uh, my history with the Wii and Wii Sports tangentially. <laughs> but we're going to go play Wii Sports now and then we'll be back to, to talk about it a little bit more. I'm very excited to play this. Good. I'm glad. Me too. Having played a shit ton, is that the correct term? A shit ton of Wii Sports. Every type of Wii Sport possible, every type of Wii Sport going, we've played. All three of them. Mm. Being Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort and Wii Sports Club. Which I've never heard of. No, but it's just the ver- like Wii U version of Wii Sports. Yeah. What a great opener. Yeah, just a list of facts of what we did. We've probably played more Wii Sports in the last hour than I've played in probably the last... 10 years. years easily, yeah. Yeah, well, we were playing on the Wii U with our nieces and things, so probably not the case for me. So how does Wii Sports hold up then? I enjoyed myself. Me too. Myself. Great fun. Some of it. Some of it less so. Go on. Golf. Golf was the elephant in the room, wasn't mm, it? Yeah, so I'm going to put it to you that golf... Put? <laughs> I'm going to put it to you that golf isn't bad, it's just that it's not our game. The same as we wouldn't walk into a golf club and say, hey, can we have a round of golf, please? Is it called a round? 
Uh, probably. I think it is. A bit. Could we have some golf? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a round of golf. Let's can go I... play a round of golf. That sounds right. Can I do golf? <laughs> yeah. No, we wouldn't do that. So when, and we were having quite an interesting conversation, at least I thought it was an interesting conversation about something. Yeah, and I think that's what golf golfers do, isn't it? They they chat and play golf at the same time. Yeah, and I was more interested in the chat than the golf. And that's what most people play golf do. It's a way to get away from their wives or husbands. That's that's the the stereotype, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it might be true. I I find that horrendous. I worked in a... What, horrendous? I think that's a stereotype, or horrendous that it is true. I find, I mean, both. <laughs> I worked in a place that with two people who ran the company, and they just never seemed to want to go home. And they used to they used to make comments like that about their wives. And I thought when I left, maybe I should just write a little letter, pop it through their door. Your husbands never come home because they hate you, oh. or something like that. Because they're a pair of. I mean, I probably can't say that word on our podcast. I know I say all the others, but I sh- I'm sure you can guess which one I mean. Bad guys. But yeah, the bad guys. They were a pair of very bad guys. Anyway. Anyway, so that's the entirety of golf just uh, disparaged by us. Except I think that it was more us than the golf. I think that people probably could quite enjoy the golf if you had a had a partial interest in it and weren't having a fun conversation, an interesting conversation at the same time. Yeah, it got, golf was fine. It just wasn't, it didn't find it quite as much as the other ones did. We went through them in the list. So tennis, what's your thoughts on tennis? Tennis was a lot more bare bones than I remember it being. Me too. It didn't even have any music. Yeah. I was quite shocked. It it felt like Wimbledon after a bomb threat, you know? <laughs> like they they were allowed to carry on playing, but they weren't allowed an audience. You could hear the, the echo of the ball hitting the racket. Yeah, no fun. There might be a bomb. Just play the game. The sounds were actually quite nice because the Wiimote has a little speaker in, so the sounds came out, which was, was quite nice. Yeah, you'd kind of forgotten about the speaker yeah, in the Wiimote. Yeah, completely forgotten about the speaker in the Wiimote. It comes back to, I, th- I think we were talking about this on the podcast, it comes back to the whole thing about how developers start off, certainly first-party developers start off with the best of intentions. They have all these amazing new toys to play with on a console, and then gradually they stop using them. And the Wiimote, all of the extra little bits that the Wiimote can do, like sounds out of the speaker, they generally fell away over time. Mm. Not very long time either. Well, especially because this was obviously the first game that came out, or one of the very first games that came out, so you'd expect it to have all the bells yeah. and whistles, and then you'd expect all those bells and whistles to carry on. But uh, they never do. It's like they didn't. They never do. We had a, a long conversation as well about how tennis, especially, I seem to remember having lots of uh, shade thrown at it for being, oh, you, you can win by just sitting still on your bum and just wiggling the, the controller back and forth. And yeah, you can do, but ultimately that's not the point. And I think if you're playing Wii Sports Tennis to do it like that, like who are you really cheating? Well, it's interesting that you say that because that's one of the thoughts that I had that I meant to say in the first half. We talked about this in Skyward Sword, the episode on Skyward Sword, and I said that Skyward Sword, people complained about how responsive the Wii Remote was. I proposed that actually the problem there was the people and not the the control system. And I think it's a carryover from here because people say those things and they've been saying those things from quite early on. And then when it gets to a game that actually requires some finesse, some nuance, they did they couldn't handle it. Yeah. With Wii Sports, you could play it, as you said, waggling, but you you're not gonna get anything <laughs> You're not going to enjoy it. You just you are cheating yourself. The game, the whole of the Wii Sports thing, and I think the Wii in general, it, it asks for you just to give a little. Yeah. It asks for a bit of buy-in. And if you buy into it and you go through the literal motions of whatever game you're playing, you're going to enjoy it. And that's, let's be frank, that's the point of the games that we buy. Yeah. It's not It's not so we can be badasses or whatever. It's to have some fun. Fun and escapism, which is what tennis and Wii Sports is offering. It's not offering the realistic Wimbledon experience no. with Cliff Richard and Strawberries and Cream and Rain. It's just, And a bomb threat. Yeah. Moving on from the bomb threat. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I actually found it fun. And off the back of that, I will say that I was actually quite taken aback at how much nuance there was in the game. I kind of thought there was. Like, I kind of remembered that if you did it from one side or from the other. It did a different type of shot. And you could also do a lob over the players by by sweeping up. You managed at one from... point to do a, a supercharged shot, didn't you, as well? Well, that's it. That's the timing on the serve. So if you throw it up and you hit it down at exactly the right time, it will do a very high-powered serve. I used to be able to do them very reliably, but I only managed to get one off this uh, this evening. How does it compare, out of curiosity, to Mario Tennis on the Switch? 
Well, Mario Tennis is a different kettle of fish, really. There's a lot more. Mario Tennis is an interesting game because it's more sort of tactics based than that tennis is. You have three or four different type shot types. You can use those to counter and to attack against what the play the other player has done. Okay. Or sent you. And if you use them in the right ways, then you get extra extra power on shots and so on. So there's a lot more depth to the system. Not a lot of depth, not lots and lots of depth, but a lot more depth to Mario Tennis in general than there is in Wii Sports. But you but, still but you still play that by lobbing you heart on the controller and I don't. It up and then Oh you can no, just do it with you buttons, can, can you? Yeah, you can do it right. with buttons. Okay. I don't play it with the Wii controller. Uh, with the motion controls. At the same time, still more depth on Wii Sports Tennis than I think people give it credit for. Then we dipped into baseball. Yep. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I sucked at it. Yeah, so we... Did we talk about exercise? We did, didn't we? Like physiotherapy and using it as exercise. Yes, yeah, so I burnt off a bit of the cake. A so few crumbs. What I didn't tell you in the first half is that actually there have been a- actual academic studies done into the effect of Wii Sports on... Oh, really? Um, yeah, on exercise. And... The truth is that you're going to burn about 2% more energy uh, doing playing Wii Sports than you are if you were playing a, gen- a normal computer game with a with a controller that requires sedentary behavior. Right. So, not very much more. Um, baseball, though, feels like it requires a little bit more effort than tennis, which was interesting and nice. The, the movement of the bat almost requires explosiveness because mm-hmm. you sort of curl your arms up into a tight ball against your head kind of don't you yeah and then you unfurl that and all the just the movement almost asks you to to give a bit of explosiveness and you have to try and time that movement alongside the ball coming towards you and make sure you don't swing too early or too late so there's again like we said with tennis there is nuance to baseball there is um you can also swing it right so in terms of we sports baseball if you swing it under the ball, you can actually have the ball go up into the air. And if you swing it sort of over the ball you, and down, you can have the ball hit the ground quite early. So if you're aiming to knock it out of the park, then you can swing up and out. Sorry, you can swing down and then up and then vice versa for hammering it into the ground. It was fun. I I enjoyed it. It's very simple and straightforward. And I think that that's the through line for at least those two games. Like the, the, the straightforwardness. It kind of speaks to the fact that it started off as a, as a tech demo. Yeah, definitely. And I don't remember it that way, to be frank. I think it goes back to what you said in the first half about it being a game that, as Europeans, we're not as familiar with as other countries, perhaps. Sorry, I mean the whole package. Oh. Certainly tennis and baseball. They they feel like tech demos, but polished. Yeah. Okay. But not as polished as I remember. Right. Makes sense? Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay, before we move on to bowling, because that's kind of where we spent most of our time, we'll just quickly mention boxing, because we've mentioned golf. Mm. Boxing, again, was fine. It was the only one that required you to have the nunchucks. The other ones, in fact, instructed you to remove the nunchucks so you could play them. I managed to win both rounds of boxing just by uh, holding the controllers and... Flailing. Yeah, essentially. It's how you win all fights. Yeah, all those fights I've ever, I've ever mm. been in. Flails. Yeah. Yep, you did. It was... So what I remember of boxing is that that is how it worked. You would stand in front of each other and you would throw your hands out as fast as you could, as many times as you could. And for that reason, it's one of the most tiring of the two... <laughs> Uh, of the two games and we neither of us were really doing that but you were giving it more gusto than I was I, I was so. trying to be tactical and sort of find the finesse and I didn't have chance because you were just leathering me <laughs> you were trying to use the nunchucks and uh, nunchuck controllers to hold them in front of your face weren't you and yeah to protect yourself I was I was trying to find out I was trying to figure out exactly how holding them changed things and where I could hold them to protect myself and things and maybe if I sort of uppercutted does that make a difference does that actually uppercut and by the time I'd even got halfway through trying you smacked me in the face five times and I was down. Stinging like a bee. You were stinging like a bee. What's a that? Bertie bee. No, it's that speech somehow. It's Ali. Muhammad Ali, yeah. yeah. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's the one. I, was, I, was, I did a sport reference. I know. How proud I am of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud as well. Mm. Oh, off off the back of boxing. Something that I never knew about. If if I say the words we sports mat to you, does that mean doesn't mean anything to you, does it? No. Right. So one of the reasons that you got the presents that I got uh, that you got from me is because I thought you'd like those and I was loath to buy you something that was just naff like like the Wii Sports mat I'm guessing throwaway sort of things I didn't want to buy you any tat and when I searched for Wii Sports memorabilia or Wii Sports merchandise what I got was like blankets and duvet covers and things like that 
key rings of a character from Wii Sports called Matt. Oh, oh, I thought you meant Matt as in a thing you'd stand I on. I gathered from what you said, yeah. It's a character for, called Matt, and apparently he was in the game and was in the, like, in crowds, and he also taught you how to box. Like, if you did the training levels on, on the boxing, he was the one that taught you how to do, how to use the boxing. And if you look on the background of the training room, there's, like, pictures of him in his heyday. So he's he's a bald guy. <laughs> right. Um, he's a bald guy in, in the current day when you're training. And then he's, there's him in the ring, and he's got, a, like, a big head of hair, and it says, like, world champ and things like that on these little, pa- on these newspaper cuttings that are on the background. There's, like, a whole life story told in the background. That's and, pretty cool they put that little detail yeah, in unnecessarily. Exactly. And they are genuinely unnecessary because most of it you won't even be able to see. The only reason that I've seen them up close is because I saw the, I think it's Boundary Breakers or... Yeah. Yeah, on... Um, on YouTube, did a, an episode on it. But Matt became a phenomenon, apparently. He became a bit of a breakout star of Wii Sports, unbeknownst to me. Like, it totally passed me by. Was it maybe like an, an early meme or something? It could have been, yeah, maybe. No, I just wondered if you were aware of him. No, no. Not at all. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad I didn't get you that duvet cover then. Yeah, because I've been uh, awkward. Before I get as well, I want to mention uh, when we loaded up Wii Sports, it brought up the health and safety message about making sure to wear the strap, which I'd completely forgotten about because that was also a big thing with the Wii. And that kind of that Christmas we talked about in the first half about the the all the news reports about the Wii being amazing etc but I think there are also reports about how oh yeah and then people are complaining because their TVs are getting shattered or putting windows through yeah, yeah exactly so then they and Nintendo then really pushed the whole strap thing and then it's also when we went on to Wii Sports Resort it then mentioned the uh, what was it called the, the rubbery it was the Wiimote condom yeah what was it I actually believe. called in the game though oh uh, I don't know. Cover. Wiimote cover? I can't remember. Yeah, sometimes. It was like, like a really nice feeling was to it, me. Was it nice? No, I don't mean it looked nice or, or whatever. No, I, the felt... shape was gen- phallic. It was a phallic shape. But actually, when you're putting them on, I liked the jelly feel of them. Gross. They were absolutely gross oh. in every sense. Just those those pretty covers. I hadn't thought about them for probably over a decade. And I just wanted to give a shout out to them. That was all. Yeah, I've got them in my. I should have brought them down for you. I've got them upstairs in my. Uh, I bet you have in my equipment drawer. I mean, that sounds worse than I expected it to. Let me just say, when Chris was talking about those health and safety messages off mic, he did say that Skyward Sword on the Switch still has them, and that it, it tells you to make sure you have your strap on. So again, I don't think it's quite phrased like that. Well, that's how you phrased it. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Mm. So last one then, bowling. Bowling. So I think that this was the... Bowling. So I think this is the marquee event for Wii Sports. Everyone was into the bowling, and this is the one that really captured people's imaginations. I assume... It's the big dog. Because it's one that everybody will have played. Like, my nan has never touched baseball. She's, She's dabbled with golf. She's never boxed. Not officially or in anything but an amateur capacity anyway the tennis i don't think again she will have touched but everybody's been bowling and if you can do bowling in your own home i think that's why it it became the phenomenon that it did and i can understand why i can understand why it feels it feels nice and fun to play it's 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 relaxing it's all the thrills and spills of being at the bowling alley without the sticky floors and the smell of cheap beer i don't know what bowling alley you have been going to but i thought that the, yeah apparently i thought the point of the bowling alley was that you didn't have sticky floors you had like nice polished shiny oh the, where it's supposed to be shiny they're shiny but the ones i went to the the bit where you you the seats where you congregated yeah. pre-bowling pre and post really? bowling they're always really hmm. grimy yeah to be fair the one down cleethorpes is not that nice but yeah i mean the food's always bad as well isn't it chicken in a basket that sort of thing well i Chicken in a basket will be an improvement. It's usually like a really cheap, shoddy chicken burger that's half half raw. Still clucking. Yeah, yeah. But the, I remember we used to go to a, just on a tangent, it might not make it. We used to go to Washingborough. Yeah. Yes. Washingborough. Yeah. So Washingborough had its own like area for afters, which was a pub. It felt like a pub. Yeah. And m- my brother and I, we were pre-10. In fact, I wasn't eight years old. And we used to sit at the window so there was a raised area which is set at the window of an evening when we'd finished bowling my mum and dad would have a drink probably before the taxi came and we would sit out at the window and we'd look out and watch the bats because there used to be hundreds hundreds there used to be several bats that would fly about over the driving range it was just good hmm. yeah it's nice little memory yeah thanks bowling isn't it <laughs> probably uh, there isn't i mean there isn't much to say about bowling bowling in general is fun it's still fun 
it's still quite sort of a straightforward experience, but I think that was the point. That it was trying to be accessible. And I think there's nuance to it, again, like with tennis, beyond that, because you can put spins and, and mm. things like that and p- choosing your position and putting the sort of choosing whether it's going to turn left or right as your body and whatever. There's there's lots more to it beyond that. And I think the motion of it, just the, the stepping up and the letting go of the ball, just feels very satisfying. Yeah, it does. Uh, relaxing. It was just relaxing uh, is what I got from it. We then played bowling on Wii Sports Resort, just to give a comparison, and we played it on Wii Sports Club as well. And it's it's just the same, it really. It does feel strikingly the same, like almost exactly the same. Unintended strike? Ah, no, it wasn't intended, right. but it does feel markedly unchanged. I guess, it, again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that w- that holds up to some extent, except the, I I thought at the time that the Wii Motion Plus had made quite a significant difference to how the ball controlled, and I'm not convinced that it does anymore. I'm no. Not, I think it was just my brain sort of convincing itself because... Because it was shiny and new. Yes. Yeah, having played all three in quick succession uh, today, they, they do all feel very similar. Yeah. Although Sports Resort does have the nice addition of the 100-pin mode, which was really satisfying, especially when you got all 100 in one go, just hearing them all fall over one by one. Lovely stuff. Mm, that carries on over to Wii Sports Club as well. I think that's in there as well. It might well be in Wii Sports. I don't I don't know. I, I can't really remember. It's been a long time since. So we've talked a lot about Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, and obviously with the Wii, Nintendo wanted to sort of launch a, a Wii brand, I guess. Yeah, they those. did. <laughs> and Wii Music was one of those. Did you ever play Wii Music? No. I saw it on the E3 presentation with Miyamoto waving his bat on about. And Wii Play? Yeah, I played Wii Play. I played Wii Play, Wii Fit. Oh, oh, I'll tell you this. Um, Wii Play, we were talking about the tech demos that were created. So when when it came to putting them together into packages, Wii Play is actually a series of the other tech demos. Uh, um, like the air sense. hockey and and the, I think they've got a little table tennis yeah on there um, and a few other sort of toy based type things. I think the Rock'em Sock'em Robots is on there. There's one with some model tanks, I think, and there's one yeah. that's also a, a shooting range. Yes, I think with UFOs. Like, yeah, yeah. So all of those, they actually started off. Uh, I said about Wii Sports coming out of these series yeah. of tech demos to prototype the prototype of the Wiimote and Wii plays another series of the. Of the pro- those prototypes right. that were bundled together. But you've not played Wii Music? I haven't played Wii Music, no. I'll have to, I'll have to give that a go next time you come over to mine or something. Or, or right. Wii Music is is really good. I remember distinctly the bit you've mentioned, the composing. So having the nunchuck in one hand, the Wii mode in the other, and composing an orchestra. And as you slow down, the orchestra slows down as well. And then there's, there's also different... What did I say? Composing. Bother. Yes, conducting. Thank you. And then there's also different instruments you can play. Obviously, very simple. So you, I'm sure there's guitars and you can, depending on where you hold the nunchuck and do the strumming, mm. change the guitar and there's drums and xylophones and all, all sorts. I just remember it being really, really So the fun. thing that I remember about the drums is that you also had the Wii Fit board, the balance board, and you used that for the bass drum. Oh, I didn't know that. And things like that. And so you were drumming with your hands. I only saw the um, I only saw the E3 presentation and they had they had that. It looked good, but it looked slight. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you've got the nunchuck and, and the Wiimote, you've not got the, the the feedback of actually physically hitting it, have you? And knowing no, where it yeah. is. It's... But I meant as an experience, I don't really know. I'm. I, it's one of those that I can't wrap my head around. I'm sure it's fun for a time. I can't wrap my head around whether it's a game or whether it's an application. Yeah, and Wii Music was one that I played quite a bit when I first got it, and then I think it kind of fell into what you just said, where, okay, I've done that, hmm. that's it. Or a toy, rather than an application. Yeah. It's a toy as opposed to a game, and I think there's a slight, there is a slight difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Am I, am I right in thinking it might be a toy? You Possibly, sound like yeah. You. Yeah, okay. That, that's fine. Toys are good. So, coming back to Wii... Sports, but I, I suppose also talking about the Wii in general, Wii music in, included. I the impression I got, I I feel like we might sound like we're coming out of this a little bit sort of down on the whole affair. But actually, and I'm sort of posing this as a question as well as a statement. To me, it still felt like the game that I could take round to somebody's house in a in a family atmosphere, like a family get together, 
and and get a lot out of and get a lot of engagement from. Yeah, completely. I, I think I said in the first half about the Wii was my favourite console, then it got superseded by the Switch. I think having played the Wii for this episode, that the Wii is more accessible still because the, the Wii mode just feels a lot easier to get, get to grips with and it's so much more intuitive mm. and, and easy to comprehend. So I still think in terms of what you're talking about, about being able to get other people to play it, that the Wii probably edges the Switch. Mm. At the same time, I can imagine that the biggest barrier will be the lack of novelty. So the fact that everybody is okay with the Wii, this, the Wii now and has probably had, well, what they would perceive as their fill. If I if I rocked up with a Wii and Wii Sports, they'd probably turn their nose up at it, wouldn't they? Mm, yeah. Which is a shame. I don't really like that about our, our society, sort of the relentless march of progress and how that resigns all of these things to, to the past when actually they're quite fun and enjoyable. It's a shame. Well, w- w- what a Debbie Downer. What a way to finish the episode. Well, it's not me, it's the world. <laughs> Apparently so. Thank you for listening. Next week we'll be coming at you with our last Christmas episode. I mean, get really you. business. You get really business in these last bits. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> it's like we're 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 sort of right, whimsical, work. and then you go right, okay, thank you, everybody, as though you're trying to wrap up a, a business meeting or something. <sighs> I, I would laugh and deny it, but it's true. Yeah, it is. You can carry on. Go on, I'm, finish I'm, finish I'm, off what I'm, you were I'm saying. I'm really self conscious now. That's fine. So next week will be our last. So next week will be another Christmas episode to finish off our run of festive treats. You're right, Ashley. I'm all right. Yeah, I was just good. Laughing. Good, good, good. We hope you join us for it. Uh, in the meantime, if you could like, share, subscribe, rate, and review, and come join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube if you haven't already, please. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a happy Christmas. Bye. <laughs>